0: How's she cut. What's the crack, hey? No bar, I. Tell me this now and tell me no more. How's your old one getting on?
1: no oh, i soaking diesel. That's deadly. Are you a doorboard board or are you a lady board?
0: What did of breath did I say? Got the shift off your man last night. Is your one?
1: She's some b'ore.
0: hello hello how are you going what is the story top of the morning to you all that jazz what's the crack uh tis yourself here tis meself on the tis yourself podcast and i am loving having you here thanks a million maybe this is your first time and you are came here because you are a fan of megan's so i hope you enjoyed today's interview but also do scroll back and see if there's something else there for you you might enjoy um our last episode was with the minister for further and um, higher education simon harris and we're talking all about the return to college return to campus obviously as well we're talking about uh, gigging going to gigs again to paternity leave direct provision loads and loads of stuff and that's and i got a great response and it's already the third most listened to episode which is amazing and uh, sickener for the people who are like um sorry we were here longer so uh share some love with the other episodes as well if you've missed out on any of them but today is this episode is one of two today the other one is a short personal one and then this one is an actual chat with somebody and it's someone I've longed to talk to for ages she does great work in the field of uh, consent of image consent um image based sexual consent, obviously in that sense. She is runs her own OnlyFans. But she also has been through the the ringer on this one. She has had her own photos stolen when she was a teenager numerous times shared on websites. Uh, which had a detrimental effect on her for many years and now she is taking the power back and she runs her only fans account and we're going to be talking all about that all about how she's going to be a star of a new documentary on virgin media tv which airs monday at nine o'clock um and so much more and about how she basically became a little lawyer for a while and set the laws in motion you probably have signed her, her petition to make sharing of what we call revenge porn um images a crime and how it is now in the irish books it's there it is a crime if someone shares pictures of you without your consent um whether it's with intent or without if somebody puts your picture on whatsapp and sends it around if it's up on instagram whatever it is you can go to the guards and it is now a crime and that is because of people like megan who have spoken out who have campaigned who have been out there and you know made themselves known talked about their stories but look don't listen just to me Listen to Megan and hear her story, and I hope you enjoy. Well, listen, thanks a million for chatting to me this morning. I was only saying, I was listening to you on the podcast Shame with that guy Jamie there. Oh, uh, yeah. Before yesterday, actually. So it was really weird when I got the email in to say that you were um, available for chats. I was like, that's so weird. You're you're definitely um, an activist now, I suppose, these days, aren't you?
1: Um, I don't know. I've kind of stepped back from it a bit, but I think I'm going to... I, I guess so. I guess so. I don't know. I've never called myself an activist. I kind of just fell into it.
0: Yeah. Like, how would you think that, you know, people know you best then?
1: Probably from doing image-based um, sex abuse and the law and everything. That the leak in November was big, big news.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. That leak. Oh, Jesus. I. I remember, like same to myself my friends and that and we're kind of like all really worried amongst ourselves going I've never sent anything well you've sent this but with no face but still being like even if you never sent anything there was people that had pictures taken against their will or like you know when they yeah. were seen, but everyone was just women in Ireland we were just so terrified
1: yeah I I logged into my Instagram I'd say it about 4000 messages and I'd say it about the same on Twitter so at the start, I was trying to, like, get people's names because they had people categorized by their names and their locations and everything. Mm. And I was going to try to cross-reference the names, but you can't do that for 10,000 people, you know? <laughs> no,
0: it's it's easy if you recognize a name or, you know, it's a really small town or something. You're like, right, there's probably only one of those person, but if it's Mary O'Brien Dublin, you know, you're not
1: going to be able to find which Mary it is. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Like, and we had, say, so we sent 46 links to the guards yeah in two of those there was 245,000 images for a reference of how big it was
0: jesus that is insane that actually terrifies me to think that there's that many
1: and that that, that people, people had their the images above the iceberg. that was on one website in one file in one in one link oh my god you can imagine the scope of what's actually out there oh, that
0: like well, we'll go back to the start, I suppose, but that like that, the whole discord thing that, oh, my God, I still I still have fear. And you see someone looking at you sometimes and you're kind of going, especially in that time, anybody that looked at you for, for longer than a second, you kind of went, oh, my God, <laughs> what, is, what is this? But I suppose taking it back to, you know, what happened to you um, yeah. without going, you know, you, don't, you can be as private as you like in this, obviously, because it's your story. But tell us kind of how This all came about for you, this whole road, I suppose, that started for you?
1: Um, Well, if I'm going to go back, back, I'd say it's happened to me first when I was about 14, 15. And I was in secondary school and I sent a photo to somebody and next thing it was all around the school. Now, it wasn't that bad, but I suppose it is because I was very young. Um, That was probably the first time, I'd say I was 15. um, And then it happened to me again in school. And then again, <laughs> oh like, so it was it kind of been an ongoing thing in my life. But then the big one was 2016. They went viral, basically, I'd say, in this country. Um, I had, like, I logged into my Facebook and I had 400 plus messages calling me every name under the sun, bullying me. And obviously there was a lot of people who were really lovely about it as well, just letting me know that it was out there. But um, it was really, really difficult. And then obviously it got sent to my parents, my grandparents. It, it went everywhere. Um, and then I had a suicide attempt because of it. And then moving on from that, like I got my own place and I took two years off social media because I was like, I need to kind of handle this, you know, um, it really impacted me. And then basically came up to the leak then. um, No, sorry, it came back. I joined social media again, noticed that there were still no laws. And then because of what I had been through, I found that people were kind of reaching out to me for help a bit. Or mm. I was stumbling across things, you know, because it was getting sent, like I'd be sent a website, oh, your stuff is on here, and then there'd be other girls I knew on that website. Um, oh, and I'll go back a bit as well. Just after what happened to me in 2016, a few weeks later, um, there was a forum, I'd say, of loads of Limerick girls um, that was sent to me. So I reached out to everyone who was on the forum, and I tried to bring them all into the guards, because we had. I, there was girls who young as was 14 on that website. Um, But I reached out to everyone I got as many as I could Loads of people came to my house And I marched them all into the guards Or asked everyone to go And we were told Like there's nothing that can be done And I literally I nearly got in an argument With the guard And I was like There's girls as long as 14 That have sent these To much, much, much older men That have clearly been groomed Like this is a really bad situation And they just didn't care Mm. So when I joined social media again and people were reaching out to me, I was like, something has to be done. There has to be something in place that people can shut this down, you know. And then I made the petition and it kind of blew up overnight. And then for a year I was kind of campaigning while also trying to handle IBSA. And the thing is, I was getting maybe 10 people a day reaching out to me, up to 10 every single day. And it was just so unmanageable like really really overwhelming and then you're like I don't really want to involve anybody else because it's such a difficult thing you're managing like if I got the wrong person on like to help me and then like you're managing people in a very intimate kind of sense you know completely well you also have
0: you know you've got your own trauma that you've been through and then you're helping other people through theirs which is also going to be you know Triggering what you've just gone through, and you think you're over it, and then somebody sends something like that reminds you of something, and you're trying to be strong. Yeah. You're trying so to be it strong was for fifty years.
1: Um, and I think there was also like this overarching fear because I constantly I knew what was out there. I just there was no one else speaking up, so the petition anyway was blowing up. I wrote the law, wrote all the amendments, I wrote out our law, copied laws from all the different countries, bits of what I liked from everywhere. Um, and really, really pushed for that law to be in place. And then thank, then we came up to the leak, which was obviously absolutely horrific. I was in there as well. Loads of people I knew were a lot of people who were actually really traumatised. I didn't realise, because they didn't tell me straight away, but in the next few days, I kind of found out like what was in those files, which was mm. nearly 10 times worse. And I'm not going to say it, because I don't really want to publicly panic anyone um, who may, might have been in a position where you know, stuff is taken without their consent. And then I don't want them to be panicking, thinking, you know, anything they've gone through could be recorded when it's probably not. Yeah. So I've kind of tried to keep all that, all that, what was in the files on the racks, because there's just no need to panic people really. But like, it's just, it was absolutely horrific. Um, Really, really traumatizing just seeing the way women are treated in this country. Like there was not one picture of a man in any of those files
0: yeah, Typical isn't
1: it Not even that Like it can be very hard For men But like men Are normally Go through it But they're victims Of extortion and stuff
0: Yeah
1: um, And it can be Really really horrible And traumatising For men as well But they I think that they Don't get majority of the time They don't get The bullying as bad Or the shame as bad Because it's kind of Not as like Male sexuality is not as Looked down upon As female sexuality So it's just been crazy Then the law was signed Um at christmas pushed through last minute um and then in february it came into action and i know that it's been used a good few times which is good but it's still i don't know it's still there's still a lot of work to be done yeah
0: but you know what you've done is incredible because you the way you even said it there that you went and you wrote the law basically as as much as you could with your knowledge, like going, finding other laws, looking at other countries, seeing what works, what doesn't work, what what's missing in different places. That's amazing work because like, if it happened to me, I would definitely be along the same lines as you, as you know, I'd probably be very suicidal. I'd be very hiding out you said you hit off social media for a couple of years oh my god I would be the exact same like yeah. and then I don't know what I would I if I got the anger in me then to and the fire the fire to do something I wouldn't know where to start but for you the petition led on to getting this law and not only getting this law but helping them word it which is incredible
1: yeah um I, I remember like the few days before I was in a zoom call and I had met like I was working with people and I managed to get, like, I was in a Zoom call lawyers, solicitors, like, commissioners, politicians, all of this. And I was just here telling them about a law that I'd ri- written. I had written. I have no legal background. <laughs> no <laughs> anything. But basically, I didn't care too much about the wording, but the, the laws are failing. Like, the law in the UK is failing because you have to prove intent to cause harm and that intent falls on the victim, which is impossible to prove. So, you know people can say oh I did it for sexual gratification and now their whole case is thrown out or they did it for money or you know it's very very hard to prove intent and I was like I can't have that in Ireland but since then I think America has changed their laws and the UK added like Ireland I think was one of the first to add threatened to send images um, as well as actually sending them out so they changed that in the UK and I got a phone call saying oh we're all using your language from UK lawmakers and I was like what in the world is going yeah. on and I mean, it's apparently inspired laws around America and around the rest of the world as well they said that art, everyone's really watching Ireland in regards to image based sex abuse and what's happening here which is uh,
0: incredible like let us be the driving force let finally be Irish women be heard and I even saw this week you know the Department of Justice have launched you know a deadline yeah. line where you can go on and you can report images that you know of you or somebody else and which is incredible because like if this happens to you someone's going to send you 50 links of god forbid your image or your video or whatever it is and it's overwhelming and it's terrifying and you don't know what to do and there's also that embarrassment of going i have to go into the guards and show them these images as well like if there's a, a thing that you can do online and do it i suppose it takes away the first initial kind of Embarrassment for you Like you're yeah. still, still obviously embarrassed But like You don't have to walk in And explain your story Straight away to Your local girl <laughs> Like Which must be Absolutely terrifying
1: I myself had We um, shared a hotline recently Being like Why Why can you cover Everything else Except image based Sexual abuse The law is there why isn't this happening if hotline covers? Because they try cover child sexual abuse material, they cover racism, like any kind of internet issues. Mm. So I was like, I don't understand why image-based sexual abuse isn't being covered under this. And my only question now is, a lot of the people who are apparently were the driving force behind pushing this are very anti-sex work. Um. So, and because so much of people who experience image-based sexual abuse are from sex work. Now you have to remember, a lot of people say, Oh, it's your own fault. But a lot of people don't realize what they're getting into when they do it. And you don't, mm-hmm. I think a lot of them think, Oh, my photos will never be sent around. You know, yeah. obviously, there's an added risk, but we can't really put that blame on anybody. Um, so once there's reassurances, and I'm going to try to get like clarity from Hotline and everything in the next few days. And then honestly, I will just be able to breathe a big sigh of relief, (laughs) you know, because that was like my number two. And I was like, I'm going to have to do it myself. Nobody was doing it and I was trying and it was just, it was going to be so much work. And I was like, if I'd rather just partner up a hotline or like do it with somebody who's already kind of doing it, Mm. but they're going to need a lot of funding. And I don't think they realize how much of a big issue it actually is.
0: I don't think people in Ireland realize it because they think it's, you know, and this, I'm being a generalization now here. Mm-hmm. This is, there's somebody who'll hear this story and they'll go, oh, that's just some silly girl who shouldn't have taken a picture of herself. You know, they, first of all, they go with it. If you don't want people to see it, then why did you send it? First of all, like this is 2021. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody you know, sends photos. Everybody. Of everything. Of everything. We send them everything. Off, Our food, of everything. So why do people think that young people, not even just young people, you know, you could be going out with your husband 50 years and you want to spice things up so you send a picture and you know why does somebody think that you should be punished by doing that because you're sending it to someone that you are you know probably it's just victim blaming
1: we need to take the onus Hmm. off the person that sent the photo why is the why is the blame always on the person that sent the photo now if it was men that are being caught i think it'd be very different but why is the blame always on the person that took the photo and not the person who has then violated that person's consent and sent them around normally to cause harm you know Oh, well, like- so, we need to rephrase the narrative. And that's what I've been saying all along. It's about rethinking how we think about all of this and how we deal with consent and have proper education there for people. Because a lot of people aren't aware of this at all. And they just send a photo and they don't think, mm. but then they're in a really bad position. Or the person sends it around now the pre- and they can end up in prison now for seven years, you know? So, we need the education there next, I think, is the next big step getting it into schools. And including um, the internet as part of sexual education in general, I think is very important. You have so much that falls under that. You've grooming a lot Mm. of human trafficking and sex trafficking comes from the internet Um, Mm. and image-based sex abuse. There's a lot of harm that can happen, especially when people have their phones in their pocket constantly.
0: But, like, if you think about it like this, how many unsolicited dick pics have you gotten in your life? And believe me, we all have had them. And we <laughs> don't go and forward them on. We're not like, oh, let's just send this to a big WhatsApp. I got pic. one la-
1: last night or the night before, I think. Like, yeah. it's constant, constant. But what I do now is it actually is a crime. Um, you can phrase it as a crime. So I just send them back to the law. And normally they start crying, being like, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to. And I'm like, yeah, it is." Don't do
0: it again. Yeah, well, like, that's what I mean. When you get something like that, you don't go forward to your entire school or to the whole, you know, to all your girlfriends in a WhatsApp group. Yet, when you mentioned it's different for men and women the difference is there you know if you sent that to a picture of yourself to a guy you're in a relationship with you know you love and he's probably begged and begged and begged and begged and begged please 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 please, please, please. and eventually you're worn down and maybe you know you're really you're probably quite nervous and you're you know hoping he's, he likes you and then he just sends it on and why isn't he why wasn't he the one who was shamed for doing that it's, it's always gone back to the girl for sending it See, um, the
1: thing is there's this collector culture and I think this is an important parts of the conversation there's this collector culture so there's these websites um, like there's still things like the discord everything where photos of women are traded right so say you have a girl down the road you think is hot um, and you want to see her in nudes so people go around to try to collect nudes off a different girl to trade them for photos of the girl that they like down the road Do you like football cards yeah I've always said like Pokemon cards is the way they trade them Um, And how much they're worth is like how rare the image is, because obviously once it enters into that sphere, they have kind of like a collection of all the girls. So if it's a new girl or anything, they're obviously worth a lot more. Um, There's people who make Tinder accounts in this country who purposefully go out and try to collect news off girls to add to these forums. People who sub to OnlyFans, like it's like an organised business, dearly.
0: Well, the, the other side of it obviously is the OnlyFans side. And so already we've had the people who blame the, let's say, the schoolgirl, the girl in her 20s who sent it to the, to the guy that she likes or whatever. So already the woman is the blame there. And then it goes to the OnlyFans and the sex worker side of stuff. And people are like, well, if you're putting it out there in the first place, blah, blah. Well, first of all, you're putting it out there in an environment that you have control of and you people have to subscribe and pay for it. And also you are, Putting you're controlling what images are going up, what videos, et cetera, like that. Nobody is right to steal them.
1: The thing is, it's still because they're just... Like, sex workers aren't respected, and that's just down the street. truth. Um, the thing is, it still boils down to consent. And this is what all image-based sex abuse is about, is about consent. I consent to share my photos on a website. That does not mean that a man has my consent then to take those photos and send them around to everybody. Um to shame the person because it still hurts the same being violated like that. You know, it doesn't matter where those images come from. the harm is still the same. And then it really just falls back to the victim blaming saying, oh, where will, why did they come from here? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? If people should be allowed to have an OnlyFans and do it in peace, and that's the whole point. Or they should be allowed to send nudes and send them in peace. And then you have people who don't even know that their photos and videos are being taken. So, you like when you're blaming one person You're blaming everyone mm. Because Like maybe that person Shouldn't have got into That changing room And gotten changed And there was a hidden camera Why would you take off Your brand in the changing room You know what I mean Yeah How, how far does it go Before people start to realise That it's It's the men And it's an issue Because I'm going to say men Because I'd say Nine out of ten times It's men sending them around Yeah Um uh, even more
0: before everyone starts piling on and going we know it's not all men but uh- I know it's
1: not all men but I have to say that the, the element of misogyny is a huge part of image-based sex abuse and I know men go through it as well and I help tons of them but just not to the same level that women do and that's just being honest it's hugely mm-hmm. disproportionate so and that's the issue because it's done to shame people a lot of the time or you know women are still quite seen as objects are just not respected enough
0: yeah. Oh, I like it. And it just leaves everyone in fear because you think even if you're not sending images, is there an image of me out there? You know what I mean? Like there's there's that element of fear. And it's also the, the, what you mentioned, the shame side of it, because there are people out there who get these images and maybe they only look at it themselves. Okay, And then there's ones who will forwarded on to another WhatsApp group. And then there's ones who these cretins who find the person on social media and send it to their family members. Like,
1: that is disgusting. Yeah, or their boyfriend's family or anything that they can do. And it's purely to shame the person and to damage that person. Um, like, women who are teachers for half of their lives and the photo surfaces of them and they're young can lose their jobs. Mm. Um, there, there's always this sense I think when people go through image-based sexual abuse of a lot of people think their life is kind of completely over because they're like I'm never going to be able to get a job they see themselves as kind of like damaged goods maybe that um oh I'll never be able to get a partner again nobody's going to want me because you think that everyone has that opinion of you you know when you think my reputation is tainted I won't be able to get a job Um, it's sent to your friends and family like it can be really 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 detrimental to people And then you have people who do take their lives because of it. So to say that it's the um, only, well, she shouldn't have taken them. Then just, it just, it's, it's just victim blaming. And just makes people who are in that position worse. And people like when you go through it, a lot of people are suicidal, you know? Yeah. And, And
0: now we hear that, you know, these people who have, you know, especially sex workers or, who have a set of Only OnlyFans accounts uh, to control, I suppose, what is out there of them. We now hear that OnlyFans are now changing the rules, and it's like, like oh, yeah, it like it's, so, happen.
1: Uh, so there's religious fundamentalist groups um, who are behind all of this. Um, I won't go into names because they're quite dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> um, they all they all follow me on Twitter and everything as well. Um, they have been on a war against porn for quite a while. Now, they have weaponized human trafficking and image-based sexual abuse and all that kind of stuff um, to take down, say, porn. But the issue is, right, so half of what they're doing is good because they're getting, like, of course these websites should have, like, an onus to protect the people that are on it or the users of the website and make sure that no content that is uploaded that isn't consensual. Hmm. But the problem is that these groups are trying to take down porn. So what they're doing is they have sued Pornhub. Did you see Pornhub have to change everything recently? And they have MasterCard and Visa and all the big payment processors in their pocket. So then they threaten these porn companies with absolutely huge, unreachable targets for like image-based sexual abuse, like only fans, they sent them a list of things that they'd have to do if they wanted to continue operating and using the payment processors and everything. And it's just not feasible. Nobody could do it. Like they needed, I think every single person needed somebody monitoring their page at all times. When when you have millions of creators, you can't employ millions of people, you know? Mm.
0: It's
1: just not possible the things that they ask for. Um but it's a war against porn and it's not a war against image-based sexual abuse, which is how it's phrased, and that's where it gets so dangerous. This is a honestly a religious fundamentalist group to have a name and everything, and they're trying to take down all porn under the guise of trying to make it look good. But I think OnlyFans have reverted the changes now. But what I'm saying to everybody is they're going to happen again. This this group haven't stopped and won't stop. So, like, the thing is,
0: the I I love the idea of tackling the non-consensual stuff because we all know that you know I think there was st- uh, statistics come out with Pornhub and it was said a certain percentage were non-consensual stuff that would be put up. Yeah, on.
1: yeah, don't trust any of those statistics either, though. Well, um, yeah. well, yeah, but so so they were definitely, definitely a, a, done by the same religious group. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Pornhub have to be held responsible. I know people personally, I know horrible, horrible, horrible stories about children who are posted on Pornhub. Children. Jeez. So, absolutely. And I know a lot of people myself. I, was, I think I was posted on there non-concentrally. I think, like, it's because it was the biggest website, once I went up there, it's only like got hundreds of thousands of views. And they, like, even if they were quick enough with the removal process, if it's two days, two days on Pornhub is like, like there was a girl I would know and she has spoken out publicly, that's the reason I will speak about it. Uh, She was a six-month-old baby and posted on Pornhub. Now that trauma is going to be with her for the rest Mm -hmm. of her life, six months old. And they took days to remove it. So absolutely we need, this is something that has to be done, you know?
0: But yeah, don't attack the ones who are making using it to make their own content and controlling it. And you know, yeah,
1: and we have to like it's we have to look at who is doing it and why. So that in like making Pornhub comply and doing all of that and change their terms and making it so only like verified creators can upload amazing, should always been like that, but then that's going to impact, but the way they're doing it and looking at who's behind it is going to impact tons of sex workers, you know?
0: Yeah. And looking. because
1: it's not going to stop there, they're going to move to every single website that holds porn.
0: And then what you're doing is just driving things underground and then, you know, then there's no control. Then there's nobody Making it even it. more
1: unsafe. Yeah. And yeah. I think that we need to have conversations about like, who's behind it? Why they are doing it? Because I'm all for like these, these companies having to be on top of image-based sexual abuse and, like, I think that as soon as somebody posts something, they should have their IP tracked and Mm. sent to the guards and prosecute them properly rather than, like, all they do now at the minute, all they have to do is take them down where it should be, like, they have to report anything that they come across straight away to authorities. Oh, exactly
0: And like It should be a case of You know, you are trackable Like we see this with social media People talk about all the time You should have to You know, have your passport Or whatever Or some sort of ID To scan in To become Have a Twitter account And I totally agree with all that And I do think that If you're going to Have have to upload an image You should have to be trackable It's like If I upload a picture on Facebook Or on Instagram I'm trackable So why is other people not You know, when it comes to What they're uploading But obviously The problem
1: is with that uh, The ways it can be misused because the internet just isn't secure enough in security protocols um, and also governments getting a handle on it and everything. It could it could create an absolute disaster and a complete breach of data um, and say if you're stalking somebody and they've, you know that they've now used their passport and given their tracking location to a website that they're part of, it's going to lead to huge hacks. And I think, yeah, I agree. But I think that we need to move forward to a point where we have the security there to be able to withstand that, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're so white. You're so like, you clearly have done so much work on this and so much research and everything with like that, which is amazing. And I know you're a part of a new documentary as well on Virgin Media, um, which is about OnlyFans, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Monday, the <laughs> I think documentary's out.
0: So tell us, is that like going kind of following your OnlyFans journey? What, kind, what will people expect from it?
1: I think it's mainly my story. I think and mm. um, everything I went through and then kind of OnlyFans now, what OnlyFans is, I think because there's a lot of misconceptions and people kind of see us, a lot of us is kind of like, oh, why would they do that? Or look down and don't see that. Like, I think they don't think that we can make decisions for ourselves,
0: mm.
1: you know? And it's like, oh, you're doing that, you must, whatever. No, I just, I, it was a decision that I made for myself. Um, And I think that that's basically what the documentary is about. And I think it's following some of the big creators as well to kind of show what it is and how much you can make and everything. Because
0: I suppose you hear the big numbers. I remember like the likes of Nevo and stuff. She was one of the first people I knew Irish wise that was on OnlyFans, and you hear how much she makes. Obviously, not everyone is making that amount of money. Um, oh God, <laughs> you know, she, you know, people are. That's the worry. You know, people go on and think, oh, I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to buy two houses. I'm going to buy this. And you're like, well, not everyone is going to be making that much kind of money. No,
1: no, and I've always said that like it depends on how big your social media following is. Like Nevo, when she started off, I'd actually be friends with her. She. Had a big following on TikTok Like she was a very big creator Mm. Um, She has like a hundred thousand Whatever on Instagram She has She had a big following behind her when she started it Because the thing is In OnlyFans There's no promotion Through the website It's all getting people To see your link To click on it To want to kind of see you Mm -hmm. So that's That's where she was very lucky and like in terms of your own only
0: fans like how much do you have to upload a day is it a week is it like you know I know there's a lot of interaction with you know your subscribers and that kind of stuff you know is that what you focus on the the one-on-one side of stuff because I think that's probably a lot of money comes from people coming like renewing every it's month
1: stubbing. yeah um what I will say is, it's a, how I would describe it as to somebody that's never used it. It's a social media website behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. So, how much you post, how little you post, is all up to you. Um, it's like having an Instagram account, basically, where people can message you and stuff on it. Yeah. Um, obviously, if the more you post and the more you do, the more successful you'll probably be and the more you'll make. But also, like I've had weeks there where I'm having a bad week and I haven't posted for the week or whatever. Ye yeah, like back at the start, but it's all it is all about consistency if you want to do well, is what I'll say. But you can post as little or as much. Like I can't give you an exact, you know, how much do I interact? I talk yeah. to people pretty constantly. Um, and you can send out messages through OnlyFans as well, but that have a price tag on them, which will obviously make you know, a lot more money because people are going to want to see the the exclusive content, you know. Yes,
0: and obviously you can decide uh, if somebody asks you, will you post a video doing this? You can be like, oh, no, I'm not into that in a way. Or you yeah. can be like, oh, I'll give it a try. You know, again, that's on you. It's not like, you know, you're being forced. There's nobody there behind you yelling at you. And No, saying, it's
1: not. It's not really like the porn industry, which is quite exploitative. It's, um, it's just, it's just, everything is up to you. Complete control, which is why I like OnlyFans.
0: And to, so will this policy change now is it going to put an end to your account? Is it going to put an end to, you know, the, the nude imagery and that kind of stuff? Is that what's going to happen now in the next couple of What
1: months? I've been pushing for anyway for a while is uh, a website that's run by sex workers instead of like, this is run by a man who, I think OnlyFans is run by a man who doesn't really care about sex workers, just wants the money. You know what I mean? Whereas if you had like a website that's run by sex workers, for sex workers who knew what everyone needed and was supportive. I think that that will be the future of what OnlyFans is. I think, the, I think OnlyFans probably will make these changes and everyone will just move to one other website and as soon as mm. that starts getting the same traffic. But I don't think, I think it's kind of revolutionised how online sex work works in general because before it was only porn, etc. Now you have a way to see private people who you know, want the money or have an OnlyFans account um and can do it all yourself, you know, you are not working for anybody else. So I think that it's I think this is the path that online sex work will take. Um it just it depends what platform it'll be on, but it could be anything. And do you
0: think it kind of the fact that you now have control of your images, that you know who's subscribing, you know what you're putting out there, do you think that gives you a bit more, I don't know, I don't know if the word is steadiness or control or what it is considering oh, no. you, so the in the is, past.
1: No, you see, the thing is, when people sub to OnlyFans, they're anonymous on their end. Right. So they could be like user 09999. You don't really know who anybody is. So I wouldn't say there's any stability. And I would say if you're making an OnlyFans, the chances of your contact getting leaked are very, very, very high. But that's a decision I decided I was okay with. My photos were sent to me all the time to shame me. Um, how can you shame me if I'm doing it myself, you know, and it was already out there for me. So it was kind of a taking the power back thing as well. Like, There's yeah. a lot of reasons.
0: That's definitely true. The power of being back is the big thing, because I suppose what happened to you as a teenager was very intimate and sent to a specific person with mine in mind. And you were so young, whereas this time you're like, this is being created for an audience you know, it's, it's dramatized It's, you know, sexualized for a reason It's, it's a work thing
1: Yeah, it is very different kind a person of It's life. a very different thing And to be honest, it was all out there So it didn't matter too much Like, what are people going to say? What are you going (laughs) to (laughs) say? You're like, well, look, what The only reason I wouldn't have one is because of other people's opinions. And then do I really believe in what I'm fighting for? You know what I mean?
0: Mm, Exactly. The only
1: reason I wouldn't have one is if people are going to call me names or whatever, but I'm here defending everybody on the internet who is getting called these names. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think it needs strong will and you definitely have it because like I'm sure you get the lads saying stuff to you in the pub and you know the lads coming up and like oh, Jesus I saw you now the other day oh, Jesus, how are you doing? To <laughs> be you honest, know?
1: not as bad as I thought. I think because OnlyFans is more mainstream now, and maybe because of the way I speak about it, mm. I, I do get some messages being like, How dare you um how dare you speak up for image-based sexual abuse when you've an OnlyFans? And I'm like, What are you on about? What are you on about? How how are they even connected? <laughs> People, people are, are like, so, so I'm not allowed to fight for my own rights because I have an OnlyFans. Like, well, you put it out there yourself.
0: But so you can't fight for other people because you put your own pictures out there. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I
1: literally, literally got that. I got a message like that last night. But that's the general consensus with me. Is how dare this girl fight for image-based sexual abuse? There's actual real victims out there, and I'm like, what? <laughs>
0: right. Okay. So you can't help those girls. Right. No,
1: apparently not because no. I'm not a real victim because I cho- I now choose to put my photos out there myself, myself. Right. So I'm not a victim because I have bodily autonomy. I guess I don't
0: know. Well, <laughs> you, you know, you're not allowed to think that you know you're not allowed to have that in this country. You know, I don't know I don't. We're, we have to sit here in shame and Jesus, we're allowed to have sex once he once um we have babies <laughs> and that's it. You Only know? if you're married. Only if you're married and if the lights are off and your plans get pregnant.
1: Literally, yeah. No, I think, but I think the change in Ireland, even in the last, like since I started doing the campaign last March, I think it was March a year ago. Like, there, this wasn't talked about, mm. and now, like, the Department of Justice speaking about all the politicians, it's become public knowledge. Like people really talk about it now, which I think is the main thing. I often see people posting about it, and every time I'm like, ah! <laughs> "Well, look, it was on RT News yesterday, so that'll tell you." Like, that's that's reaching the nine o'clock news. You know,
0: the I know who... I
1: was on RT News myself because of it and everything. So I'm just I'm just really happy with the way it's going, and I, I'm, I we need I'm happy that there's wider edgy, like wider conversations happening, and I'm just hoping the conversations start to spread, but. And I'm hoping that the people who share non-consensual images kind of get a bit of a get a bit of a fright, you know? Oh, yeah.
0: Let them be scared. Let them know that the law is coming for them now and that we can go and our rights are now being made. You know, we can go into a police station. We can say, listen, he has broken such and such a law and the intent was there or the intent wasn't there. It doesn't matter. They can go to prison. They can be fined. And finally, that is the way that the country is steering for women, which is because of people like you, Megan, and fair second way to you because the women out there, we could, if you hadn't started that petition a few years ago, if the, if the doll hadn't caught on, we could be still in the same position right now.
1: And we probably would be. Like, what happened was, it was Derek Figley that kind of, this law was... Dara, God bless her. I know, like, it absolutely breaks my heart. But her mother was kind of campaigning for a while and they got the legislation there and they sat on a table for years and years there was just no push to pass anything because it just wasn't top priority. And even when I made the petition and I was talking to Helen McEntee and I was talking to everybody about it um, because obviously the petition blew up. I think I got 16,000 signatures overnight on it.
0: Wow.
1: So it did kind of blow up. Um, And when I was talking to them, they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll pass it next year. Yeah, yeah, it's in the plans, it's in the plans. But they had been saying that for like, I think it was four years, 2017 or something. So... Like I was like I just can't I can't sit by And if you say that When it's been years now You need to just Pass it You know And
0: yeah, then we saw How
1: easy it was To pass it It took a few days
0: Yeah It it goes through These channels And suddenly it, it Like it seems To sit there for years And then Within a week Or something You'd be like It's suddenly out there But look It's there now And there's I was well, so
1: afraid To go public With the leak Because I was like What if someone Takes their life Because of this And there's no protections For anybody Who's in this leak now You know I know, but you know, this isn't
0: on, it isn't on you, you know, for if somebody had taken life, God forbid, which would be absolutely heartbreaking, but that wasn't on you. It was on whoever uploaded that photo and whoever shared it and all these people that are sharing them and sending them on to the friends and thinking it's funny and that, and you know what, we've all had photos sent to us on WhatsApp that, you know, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, why did you send me that? And, you know. Yeah, we
1: yeah, is- we
0: all have don't send it on Just delete it from your phone And reply to that person and Be like That's not on Just That's all you have to do You don't have to cause A big massive row Right And just say That's no. not on Delete that And delete it from your phone And just be the person That doesn't send it on Because Every time you do some, There's a person Behind that being affected Like
1: when you think of Dara And it was sent out Over WhatsApp And then it's another yeah. WhatsApp And it was shared over 125,000 times so oh. Like. That poor girl. She and And this is what can happen, and why the conversation needs to happen. You know, I don't want more. I don't want more people losing their lives because of this.
0: So the 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 whole thing about the Discord thing is now. I'm guessing no one has ever been charged, but. I suppose if, if that hadn't came about, if someone hadn't discovered that and that wasn't, I suppose, acknowledged, we wouldn't know about it and there might be 100,000 more people. Well,
1: the Discord was actually completely separate from the leak. Well, yeah, <laughs> so
0: the, the, leak leak was a, the leak was a separate thing, but the two of them kind of, I suppose... Seemed...
1: Came out at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, no, we might be able to do something about the Discord, though. Stay tuned, because there's... um. I have people working on it. They're, I think they're like, they are like might not be able to go, say, the criminal side, but it's also, it's it can be, might be able to do a civil case on it.
0: Oh, amazing. Oh, I really hope so. I want justice for everybody. And of course, the leak side of stuff. Is there any way that you guys, you know, can c- go after anybody for leaking all your photos?
1: I don't think, I don't think the leak, no. You can for the Discord because... Um, the Discord was shut down by Discord, and then the it was all sent to the guards, so they have all that information. Mm-hmm. Whereas okay. the, like, you're trying to subpoena Cloudflare, the hoster of this like mega kind of website, where it was just tons of files that were being sent down to the internet. Now, a few people did um, get themselves in trouble in the leak, and I'm pretty sure people reported them. One person put in a picture of their college results instead of the nudes that they were obviously trying to share,
0: oh, and a delightful. few other like
1: dumb <laughs> things that they cut themselves out. Um, but no, as far as I'm aware, not with the leak leak, but with the Discord, there definitely is things that can be done. I think.
0: Oh, that's amazing! And look, anything that is a step forward for an, any woman that you know is, has had been violated in that way, and any man as well who's been violated in that way, if you can get a step forward, if you can get. A- you know get an arrest get a charge get a conviction if you know it just helps every other woman if they're if they can't get a conviction for them it just means that they know at least that the people are on their side and definitely
1: and it'll scare people into doing it and that's the thing yes if you're going to be hit with a massive 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 fine it will be a deterrent. because when it wasn't a crime you have people like there was UK websites that were specifically looking for photos of Irish girls being like they have no laws they can't do anything you know
0: yeah, and that can becomes
1: dangerous. So now anyone who
0: gets those who gets anything sent to them, do if it's if it's happened to you, the, the case is out there, whether it's there's two laws, one of them is being sent without intent, and one of them is being sent with intent, which I suppose is that inverted commas revenge porn that people use, but I don't really like that phrase. But um, you know, you can go to the guards now. It is a case because of people like Megan pushing this through and fair play to you Megan honestly like I know your documentary is about your only fans but also there should be a documentary made on how amazing you've pushed this through and what and like
1: it wasn't just me there's a lot of women who have been through this who had spoken out as well and it just took that final push to get it through you know but hopefully like I just hope it stops that's all I really care about and I'm I'm glad that there's a service and I'm hoping that they'll take it more seriously and push for sex education as well and then the change that could be done is huge. Well, look, you're,
0: you've got all your campaigns. You're like, once one is done, you're like, right, we're on to the next one. Who can I help exactly. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, you are a superstar. And thank you so much for talking to me. And I'll put the links for the documentary. I'll say that in the aftermath here, but it's on Monday and obviously on Virgin. And uh, I love to see and look forward to see what you're doing next, because every Perfect. single time you're, Thanks so much. you're helping somebody. You're a we-star. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Bye. Chat to you soon. Bye. That, of course, was Megan Sims there, and you can find her on Instagram. She's under Megan J. Renee, or you can find her on Twitter, Megan Sims. And of course, if you are interested, you can find her on OnlyFans if you want to go and follow her there and subscribe for her content. She's very well-spoken, knows what she's talking about, has changed, you know, the course for many women, and things have moved on quite rapidly because of people like Megan, because of women who have gone through a trauma and been through something horrible and... I would never wish it upon anyone to have their images stolen like that and shared. And because she was brave enough to go and stand up and go forward and go on the news and go into Zooms with, you know, lawyers and solicitors and lawmakers. Now, we as women, we have a change in this country that has been a long time coming. So we have to say Bula to Megan and thank you. Thanks so much, girl. market All right, guys, I'm going to cut this short and let you guys go back to your day. And if you do have some spare time, scroll back here and see if there's any episodes you would like to enjoy. Add them to your podcast playlist. Subscribe, follow like the usual and come follow on Instagram. Come look for Tiz Yourself and we look forward to chatting to you next week.